This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Check, check, check. I am loving the United States Supreme Court right now. Wow, 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 wow. You know, if you wanted to exercise your constitutional right and carry a, uh, a weapon, a concealed weapon, and who, quite frankly, and right now what's happening, more people want that, but they were subjected to ridiculous regulations and bureaucratic red tape. It was extremely hard to get a, uh, a weapon. Uh, the license to carry, if you were caught with a gun in New York City and it wasn't licensed, you could find yourself a year in jail. Just ask Plaxico Burris. <laughs> Remember that guy? He shot himself by accident. He went to jail for a year. And uh, Dick Cheney, the same weekend, shot somebody in the face in Texas and goes right back to being vice president. That was a bunch of years ago. Anyway, uh, they overturned the New York law that kept these had all these rules and regulations about how to get a handgun, a concealed carry permit. And the result was, of course, that, well, outlaws had guns and those who follow the law did not and don't for the most part. All right. Now, uh, I don't want criminals to have guns, but they already have them, everybody. <laughs> they already have them and they're keeping them. They've got millions of guns to choose from. They're there. They're not going away. Guns last, unfortunately, for a long time. You can put one in a drawer, especially like a thirty-eight, for 50 years. Take it out 50 years later, bang, it's still going to work. Some of the other weapons, like Glocks and whatever, you need more maintenance and that kind of thing. So, look, they have all these bureaucratic laws and procedures in New York State before you can get a gun legally, a concealed carry permit. They're going to get rid of that law, and I actually think that's a good thing. Uh, the system was ripe for corruption, all kinds of problems with that. Um, uh, it was politicized, and the net result was law-abiding citizens did not have guns. Outlaws can and do have guns. They don't bother with the permit. They just get the gun, and you've seen it. I've seen it. People blasting each other on the streets of New York City and elsewhere, by the way. You know, I just think of New York sometimes. Uh, well, there's Rochester. There's downtown Buffalo, uh, even Albany, all these cities. Uh, hey, Long Island, Brentwood, you name it, uh, there's a – we got outlaws with guns, and now, given that the cops are so um, infringed upon and uh, under fire themselves, and forget the criminals, uh, you got the media, you got the district attorneys, you got the entire culture scheming against them, scheme, warring, warring against them. So there's a war on cops. Anyway, I, I like it. I'm surprised, but I like it. Six to three decision, uh, striking down this uh, very, very unfair bureaucratic hassle that law-abiding Americans have to jump through. I don't like it. Now, here's the thing. They're going to pass a new law in about eight seconds, all right? They're going to try to accommodate this. They're going to just pass another one. I bet the legislature, the city council, they're spring-loaded to do something on guns. They just want to do something. Hey, look at us. We're doing stuff. 
you know, usually we just raise money and have a good time, right? That's Eric Adams' MO. Raises money, has a good time, and does whatever looks good in the moment on Instagram or Twitter, whichever way the wind is blowing. There's Eric. He's absolutely not a leader, having a great time, and that's going to continue. Uh, what the hell else is going on? You know, uh, January 6th, I'm going to skip those hearings for now. They're boring. We already know it's a total sham. You know what's really shocking people, though? And it shocked the hell out of me. I took a look at my, and I really felt a combination scared, angry, and I'm not going to do that again for a long time. Taking a look at my accounts, you know, my my investments. Whoo. Wow. I mean, uh, geez, talk about uh, being cut down to size. I was feeling large and in charge. I almost had that uh, proverbial screw you money. <laughs> uh, now I just want to say screw you to my uh, my broker. This is this is Dean. Now it's not my broker's fault, of course. It's not his fault. It's uh, well, it sounds a little simplistic, but it is Joe Biden's fault. It is. It is. It is. He's blaming Putin. He's blaming everybody else. And the gas prices. That's you know. I finally reached a stage. Well. I'll be honest, I'm not really driving all that much. I live in Manhattan now. I don't drive like I used to, and I would drive, you know, like 100 miles a day. Easy, easy sometimes. I had more mileage. People were shocked at the kind of mileage I put on my car. I put 200,000 miles on my my old Honda Accord. I loved that car so much. Never broke down. Everything always worked, and it was just uh, freedom, freedom, America's freedom, right? No, it doesn't feel that way anymore. It feels really weird. It feels so strange. It doesn't. This is not America. And I've been wondering about Joe Biden. You know, ever see a movie called Manchurian Candidate? Great film. Frank Sinatra, uh, Angela Lansbury came out in the early 1960s. There's this guy named Raymond Shaw. Raymond Shaw is the kindest, gentlest, most intelligent person I've ever met in my life. Raymond Shaw is a jerk. Nobody likes him. He's in the army. And they fall. They become prisoners of, I guess it's in North Korea. And the Chinese come in and they take them to China. Anyway, they work on them. They brainwash all these guys. They send Raymond Shaw back to America. Somehow they sold a fake story that he was the hero. He got a Medal of Honor. And it's like he's going to be president someday. But nobody realizes that he's really working for the Chinese. Not even Raymond Shaw, because he was brainwashed. Now, I'm not saying the exact same thing happened, but you know when Joe Biden brags about how much time he spent with President Xi? 17 hours flying all over the world with him. I spent more time with President Xi than any other world leader. I think we need to know what the hell were those guys talking about. What the hell were they talking about? Everybody got really mad, really upset when Donald Trump met with Putin for 10 minutes and there were no note takers in the room. Remember that? Well, I've got grave. I think we should all have really grave concerns because Joe Biden appears to be intent on ruining America. I mean, he is. Is it possible that. Is it possible that it could be any worse if you had a paid agent I'm not saying he's a paid agent. I'm not saying he's an agent of China. But he sure is acting like one. He really is, right? All right. Uh, I'll be developing that tonight on the 10 o'clock news. When you see him boasting about all that time, it's going to start to make you wonder. 
We're losing all over the world. We have, we're losing our prosperity at home, peace and prosperity. That's what we want out of our government, right? They ain't giving it us. It seems like they are intent on giving us the opposite. Very strange times. Um, I, my, my inbox here is inundated with videos of, of criminals in the street disrespecting New York City police officers, running away, punching them. And the entire little neighborhood gathering, taking out their cameras, videotaping, and jeering, booing the cops, openly jeering the cops. What kind of country is this? What kind of city is this? What are these folks thinking out there? What are they? What, what, What kind of horrible rumors are circulating in the... Actually, you don't have to wonder what rumors are in the neighborhood. Just turn on MSNBC. America is systemically racist. We're an awful country with an awful past. And all that racism infuses all of our systems today, every single one of them. No, no, that's, uh, that's not America. We should have hearings, though, on that. All the lies they told about everybody. Hey, I want to play this. This is a uh, she's actually impressing me a little bit. Uh, the police commissioner, uh, Kachant Sewell. Uh, Police Commissioner Kachant Sewell. Could she be a bright spot in this great big uh, scene? Cut 60, if you don't mind. The emboldened individuals responsible for this are exactly who our officers are battling every day to make our city safe. And while we are making some headway against violence, we have a lot of work to do, but we need help alongside the entire criminal justice system. We're asking anybody who may have information on this shooting to please contact Crime Stoppers. Okay, yeah, I heard that. Crime Stoppers is one thing. I, look, I think her heart is definitely in the right place, and uh, maybe she's being held back by by Mayor Eric, who just seems to be all about the parties and all about the photo ops. That's it. That's all he knows how to do. I warn you guys. Hey, meanwhile, Andrew Giuliani, could he be the next governor of New York State? I'm thinking he could be. I really am. This guy is fantastic. What natural political talent and he's saying the right things. He believes the right things. He's he's actually very good on the on the uh, issues. He totally cleaned the clock of uh, you know Lee Zeldin's got a lot of talent, but you know what? He's basically a career politician. And Andrew Giuliani cleaned his clock. Hey, what's up with this uh, vaccination thing? Are people still hung up about that? They are. And Andrew Giuliani is sticking up for him. Do me a favor. Cut fifty eight. I stand with all those New Yorkers who have lost their job, all those firefighters, all those police officers, all of the nurses, uh, all the sanitation workers that have lost their job. And I have pledged on day one, any of these COVID mandates that exist will be shredded and anybody who lost their job will get their job back with back pay. I love it. And he can do it. And, of course, the fake news right away. Well, how are you going to do that? The, 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 the city workers. I'll hire them at the state. He'll hire them. New York State will hire them. You know you can do this stuff. There are things you can do, especially if you're creative. The bureaucrats forever will tell you, you can't do that. You can't do this. No, no, no. That's totally impossible. Screw you. We <laughs> These rules are here for the people. The people aren't here for the rules. You get it? Uh, I love that guy. I think he's going to pull it off. Uh, let's see. The other thing I wanted to tell you about this. Uh, well, we'll hit it tonight. Maria Taylor from ESPN. I guess she's at NBC News now. 
what an out and out racist. Those, those crazy ladies on the TV. I've been having nightmares about that. How ugly the hatred, the hatred throughout it all. Let me see this. You guys, did you guys, you guys keep that for me here uh, from the other night? Uh, the montage. Go ahead, if you would, with those ladies on MSNBC. Hit it. I just want to get rid of all the layers and just see who I am and who I can function as on camera. And I think I had always been prepping myself and making myself up for the white male gaze because that's what sports is. That's what, if you're covering football, the expectation is. So I'm thinking my hair has to be long. It has to be down to here. And one day I showed up and was like, no, I'm about to do the Winter Olympics and I'm going to cut all my hair off and it's going to be razored on the side and whatever's there will be there and whatever's not is not going to show up on camera. But it was scary. Like, yeah. to bear your whole self on camera and be a black woman is scary well let me um, lay your fears here first of all that white male gaze you're talking about speaking for this white male nobody notices or cares about your hair especially when it comes to sports okay what do you have to say do you know what you're talking about or not and quite frankly i notice about 70 percent of the time the women in sports do not know what they're talking about it's roughly 70 percent of the time hey granted i know what i'm talking about when it comes to sports uh, not that much. I, I, I don't. And I admit it. I'm not a big sports guy, but I know when I'm being faked. I know when I'm, when I'm being, they're trying to fool me. I, I hear Maria Taylor knows her sports, but man, oh man, talk about bitterness. That white male gaze. Can you imagine, can you ima imagine a, a white woman complaining about the black male gaze? I mean, this is, that's Emmett Till territory. That's hate speech, my friends. I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. <clears throat> this just happened. This just happened. Federal investigators searched the home of Jeffrey Clark, a former Department of Justice official who was trying to help Trump uh, with the election. New York Times federal authorities searched home of Trump Justice Department official. I remember this guy. I remember Jeffrey Clark. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. You know, wow. They sent the feds in to search his house. This is more than harassment. This is intimidation. You know, at one point, we had our differences in America. And then we personalized those differences. Then we politicized those differences. Now we've criminalized those differences. Criminalized those differences. This is a plot to stop Trump, period. You know, I heard this guy the other day, Rich Lowry. He's pretty smart. National Review. I think he's he's saying, like, you know what they're trying to do here is basically make Trump seem like he's more trouble than he's worth. You know, oh, gosh, you know, all that stuff, all that, that cloud around Trump. Just create a cloud. And then you'll actually scare off, you know, decent people. You know, like, just like, eh, you know what, maybe we'll go with DeSantis. They'll pull the same thing on DeSantis. They'll pull the same thing on anyone. This is the new normal. Criminalize your, your political opponent. Now, granted, Trump was so different 
so, I mean, in some ways, and I believe good ways, eccentric. Uh, gosh, this is scary stuff. Federal authorities were at the home of Jeffrey Clark. Now, he was a pretty senior official in this Justice Department. This is not right. This is another country. This is another country, not my country. They are screwing with the wrong land, everybody. They really are. We have to be vigilant. We have to know our rights. You know, by the way, I think we should be very grateful that the Supreme Court is ruling as they're ruling and possibly going to rule on Roe v. Wade and throw that nonsense out. Don't worry. You'll still be able to get your abortions in New York. Some of uh, some people might be slightly inconvenienced, but they're going to act like what are they going to act like? They're going to act like they just threw out the entire Bill of Rights. They're going to. And by doing that, they'll be violating your rights and my rights with the carnage and the upheaval. And they'll have a green light to do so. They'll have a green light to do so from uh, Joe Biden, or as I call him, the Manchurian candidate. Something very strong about this guy. Very indeed. Hey, do me a favor. Cut 49 if you don't if you don't mind. Cut 49. Together we're going to fight for a future that is pro-family, pro-faith, pro-freedom, pro-life, pro-police, pro-Second Amendment, pro-science, pro-woman, and 100% pro-American. If you look at his agenda, he's not exaggerating. That's the blueprint right there. That's it. And you can't quibble with that unless you're a socialist, unless you're anti-American. So what do they do? They have to make that guy that you just heard and that pro-America agenda sound like a crazy person, sound like a traitor. So they say it over and over and over again. Cut 51. Jefferson Davis was a traitor to the United States of America, and so was Donald Trump. More than a few people in Trump's immediate orbit, and Trump himself richly and actually deserve the title of traitor. I just want to ask the Trump voters, I know you're out there, I know some of you watch me. <laughs> what is left for you? He's plainly a traitor. This is a strong term I'm going to use, but I'm going to say it on purpose. Donald Trump is a traitor. Okay. What's your evidence for that? What is the evidence? You, you, you have to hype and distort and lie to make that case. And they continue. They're trying to dirty up anybody associated with Trump. Now this guy, again, this poor guy, ex-DOJ official, had his home ready this morning. You know when they put up that chart of like, you know, two dozen people who have worked with Trump um, sent to jail or convicted? And the longer that list gets, you know who it implicates? Not Trump. And not even the people on the list. It implicates the government, the DOJ. It implicates them and and how how eager they are to take down their political opponents and how they will use the criminal justice system to do it. They have criminalized their own criminal justice system. You can't do this. This violates, I believe, the letter and spirit of the law coming at them. Again, does that make sense? The longer the list is. Some people will be horrified. Oh, look at that, Donald Trump. No, he's not the source of it. The corrupt swamp is. All right, so he's a traitor. What else is he? What else? What else do they try to hit you with all the time? And think of the effect this has on people who aren't totally engaged with the news. You know, half listening. Half listening, they're still going to hear this stuff if you say it over and over and over again. Cut 52. 
He is a flat-out racist, and it's what he's played on for 16 months. He is a bigot. He is a racist. He is a misogynist. When he talks that way, the way he did on this tape, it confirmed that he is truly a racist. And Donald Trump is a misogynist racist, okay? The president is a misogynist. He doesn't like women. You hit back very quickly against the president today, calling him, and I'm quoting you now, a disgusting misogynist. I mean, I'm not really sure why people don't get it. Donald Trump is a racist. Oh, that last guy I think was Michael Cohen. You ever see that guy? I see him walking around New York a lot. He, he he walks around with the air of a guy who wants to be recognized. Hey, look at me. I'm Michael Cohen, that dumb, dumb lawyer. Yeah, congratulations. Um, let me get this straight. You hung around a racist for 20 years, and then all of a sudden the fake news told you he's a racist, and then you're out. Then you decide to get out. Um, really pathetic individual. You know, it's really fun when I defend, especially at a New York dinner party, when I start defending Trump, they look at me like, how could you be so racist? How could you be so sexist? I mean, you, you've, you've heard, you heard, you heard. And not only that, he doesn't know what he's doing, right? Oh, yeah, he's incompetent. There's more fake news all the time, all the time. Cut 53. Obviously, we know that Donald Trump is incompetent, that he lies repeatedly. Trump is incompetently handing handling that pandemic. Shouldn't surprise us that Trump is incompetent when it comes to foreign policy. Trump's incompetent. Look, Trump is incompetent. We're seeing this in coronavirus, but we're seeing it in his handling of the economy, too. I love America so much because they can be subjected to that nonsense day in and day out and know the truth and reject it. We know what incompetence looks like now. Joe Biden, <laughs> that, that is clear-cut, clear-cut incompetence and a little bit of racism and misogyny, too. Yes, 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 yes. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. <clears throat> hey, not a whiff on the news about one of their heroes going down for the second time, Andrew Gillum former mayor of Tallahassee, who came very close to becoming mayor of, I'm sorry, governor of Florida, uh, just arrested 21, uh, 21 felonies he's charged with, all kinds of uh, receiving bribes, uh, uh, illegal uh, campaign contributions. He's in a lot of trouble. And he's been, um, well, he's been in trouble before. Man, if he had won only 34,000 votes, if he gotten 34,000 more votes out of like 6 million cast, that guy would be the governor of Florida right now, and they'd be speculating about him becoming the next president of the United States. But he lost. And um, there's the thing, though. They kind of knew he was dirty, potentially dirty, all the way back in 2018. There were questions about his ethics. There were questions about gifts he had received. The FBI had been following him around. Uh, but it was not much of an issue back then because, uh, well, let's see. He was uh, the Democrat. Not only that, I think um, identity politics had a had a role in it. You know, the uh, the fake news is always goes a little gentler when it comes to uh, uh, folks who are deemed fashionable in appearance. I'm talking about skin color. Okay, there is a double standard. It's uh, very corrosive and weird, but uh, yeah, it's. Um, Double standard, like uh, Eric Adams can stand up in front of a room full of white reporters and say, I don't like the way you people look. I need more reporters who look like me. That's offensive and racist, except apparently when uh, when certain Democrat 
uh, black people say it. That's okay. That's, that's, that's just okay. It's not okay, but according to them, it's, it's okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, you, you know who Greg Jarrett is? Very sharp guy. Does the legal analyst, uh, legal, legal analyzing over there on Fox News. Do me a favor, play this for me. Cut 23. Well, four years ago, Joe Biden said vote for Andrew Gillum because he's a man of character. Well, according to the FBI, uh, he's a con man who was fleecing his donors and enriching himself. It's a 26 page long indictment, 21 counts. And in it, the feds lay out how he ran this elaborate shell game. He was essentially stealing money from his donors, funneling it to his aide who put it into a corporation a kickback money to Gillum, who then spent the money on himself. What Gillum didn't realize, some of his co-conspirators were actually undercover FBI. So when he gets yanked in for an interview with the feds, he doesn't know that. So he lies about it all. So in addition to looking at campaign fraud, wire fraud, conspiracy, he's also looking at lying to the FBI. Wow, he's in a lot of trouble. Now Gillum is saying it's all political. This is all uh, this is all phony baloney. I don't think so. Um, the whole world thought he was a great guy. The whole Democrat world. Let's see. Here's Barack Obama in 2018. Give Cut. it up for an outstanding mayor, one of the most inspiring, gifted candidates that are running this year. The next governor of the next great state of Florida, Andrew Gillum. Give it up. Give it up, Andrew. <laughs> Give it up. Come out with your hands up. Come out with your hands up. One more. Joe Biden saying Andrew Gillum is a great guy. 24. Come 24 miles from Philadelphia to pick me up to take 127 miles ride to Washington, D.C. to be sworn in as president and vice president of the United States. So don't tell me. Don't tell me things can't change. Don't tell me this man can't be elected. Don't tell me that will not happen. Don't tell me. It's time. It's time. It's time. God, that's supposed to be an endorsement? Chewing the guy out? I mean, what the, What? What was that? Who picked him up and why? Oh, I know. Joe is still in awe that uh, Barack Obama picked him up on the train to bring him to Washington, D.C., you know, like it just it's... one more time. Cut 24. Who picked up who? Why? Where? How many miles? Cut 24 to come 24 miles from Philadelphia to pick me up to take 127 miles ride to Washington, D.C. to be sworn in as president and vice president of the United States. So don't tell me. Don't tell me things can't change. Don't tell me this man can't be elected. He can't be elected. It will not happen. Hey, Joe Biden, ain't going to happen. Not this time. Wow, wow, I I could be a professional heckler. I would love to go and heckle, heckle to his face. Um, One other. So he's going away. Do we know what he sounds like, Andrew Gillum? Here he is in happier times. I think this is... Is this this is before he got busted with the male prostitutes in the hotel in Miami and all the drugs all over the place, right? Or is this right after that? Doesn't matter. Let me hear. Oh, so this is when this is shortly after he got busted with the male prostitutes and the drugs and when he was passed out on the uh, hotel floor. His excuse for all that initially was 
I had a few much to I had a few too many to drink at a wedding. <laughs> yeah, like that, that that's kind of a wholesome excuse <laughs> compared to the debauchery that was really going on. All right, let me see. You. He's a smooth liar. I'll give him that. Go ahead. Um, and um, and I said, you know, okay. Uh, and then he said, you, you know, if we could, you know, if we could count on your help here at the local level, you know, we'd be interested in and in, in sort of helping. At that point, I said to him, um, you know, I, I've, I, you know, I like you. You like me. We're, you know, we're 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 friends. Um, but I assume you're supporting me to be a me in exchange for something, but a me. And um, that was my way of sort of putting a hard line in place. Like, to me, it felt like that crossed into a transaction, right? That if if he was going to support my run for governor, that, that would mean that um, he was looking for me to then help him. There was nothing specific. I have to say that. And I, I think I indicated that um, in previous conversations with folks here at the Democrat, that anything very clearly expressed, will you vote this way? Will you do this? Will you do that? That never happened over the course of our friendship um, 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 with with. All right. Mike. This is a guy who's obviously uh, 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 trying to talk his way out of a jam, right? I mean, by the way, where was that exactly? Let me know. Go ahead. Say it. Say it. Say it. Where was that? Yeah. Just say it. What do you got? What uh, on you the Tallahassee at? Democrat. That's where it was. The Tallahassee Democrat. What, what was he? Was he in a deposition of some kind or what was going <laughs> down? <laughs> Behind private doors, what? Yeah, what it seems like he was talking about uh, his ties with Mike Miller and if uh, voters believe in his honesty. Uh, okay, but remember there were word, there was word about this guy. There was word about this guy when Joe Biden was saying this. There was concern about Andrew Gillum and his integrity. That right. Eight hundred eight four eight WABC. Eight hundred eight four eight WABC. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cello. 800-848-WABC, 9222. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. John Kerry in Iceland still telling me about what you and I can do when it comes to uh, driving a car, but he can take a private plane, cut 16. It's the only choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle, I believe, the time it takes me to get somewhere. I can't sail across the ocean. I have to fly to meet with people and get things done. How about that for attitude? How about that for attitude? Hey, Dave, did I hear you on the radio this morning? Are you one of those perennial call-ins? I'm glad you do. Hi, Dave. Hey, how you doing? Did I hear you earlier on the radio? Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> all right, all right. What's on your mind? <laughs> I did, you know, I, I, I was... Uh, I, I thought you got a laugh out of this suit today when you heard. So Eric Adams' uh, plan to fix the crime and the subways and all that is to separate cops now and let them go by themselves instead of uh, being together with a, a partner. Um, I think that's the worst thing ever. 
there has to be something better that we can do. No, well, I tell you, um, he does uh, not know how to be. He does not know how to be a police officer. All right. He never yeah. joined to enforce the law or learn anything about that stuff. He came really to cause feel, I, trouble. Yeah I, I, yeah, I feel bad for these cops, man. Now they're going to separate them. And, you know, it's bad enough as it is with two guys. These guys are going to be jumped and beat up on and. I feel bad for these cops in the city right now. Well, they're modifying the approach a little bit. Again, he does not know. But the problem is he thinks he knows. He thinks he knows right. stuff. He thinks he knows a lot, and he doesn't. Oh, by the way, we have reaction from Governor Hochul, our fearless leader on the whole gun decision that says we're going to get rid of the uh, the law from the Supreme uh, The New York State has a crazy law that makes it way too tough to get a gun. The only people under this law who are going to get guns are outlaws and criminals. Oh. Law-abiding people can't get it. So let me hear that, please. Shocking. Absolutely shocking that they have taken away our right to have reasonable restrictions. We can have restrictions on speech. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. But somehow there's no restrictions allowed on the Second Amendment. All right. Thank you very much for that wisdom, Kathy. Eric Adams are here is standing by with uh, uh, further comments. They're just going to ex- try to exploit the hell out of this. Exploit it. They probably don't even understand what it says. I guarantee you, Eric has never read a Supreme Court decision in his life. Go ahead. There is no place in the nation that this decision affects as much as New York City. There is no place in the nation that is going to be impacted based on this decision more than New York City. All right. So you see, he's already saying the excuses, the excuses Right. The excuses for him for the, uh, the 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 increased violence that's happening on his watch are gun shows in South Carolina. Right. I-95. Now it's the Supreme Court. And so many people will actually accept that. So many people will not evaluate this guy. They're afraid to say what is incredibly obvious, that he is incompetent, that he is not a serious person, that he's all interested in parties and not interested in the work. It says it's it. You could not. It's no. You can't get any more obvious about it. Karen in Long Island. Hi, Karen. Hi. You're on the air. Hi. Uh, listen, I just want to let you know about a, a conversation. A friend of mine called me in the middle of the afternoon to tell me that he's very upset that I have a picture of Donald Trump in my home. When he wanted to say if he could discuss it. Um, I, I'm trying to get everything straight. I'm just so very, very upset. I'm not even going to tell my husband until tomorrow. Wait a afternoon. second. Is this a guy? This is a guy. What the hell's he doing um, in your house and your husband? Uh, what's that all about? Okay, because he started the conversation with him. I'm a very, very good friend. We've, we've been very, very good friends. And I said, yeah, and then he went on to that. Then he brought that up, and I said, why would that bother you? And then he went on to about the uh, January 6th, the stolen election. I stopped him at every point, and do you know what's going on? I said, yes, I'm very, very well aware of America and politics. And I also said, "Did you? are you aware of history? Are you aware? Did you see the Benjamin Franklin series? Have you seen that this has been going on since the beginning of the time? Have you taken your own inventory? You know, and then the telling thing was, he goes, um, I, I said, I don't know if I can tell my husband about this conversation. He goes, well, I don't think I can tell his wife about the conversation. I said, well, that's telling. That's very telling. To go back, Greg, years ago, 
when they were in my house, and he saw pictures of my both brothers who served in Vietnam. Uh, he made comments and gave me a book about, um, you know, Vietnam, and it was the wrong war. Well, why the hell are your friend? Well, why, why, why is it so important? That happened years ago. Why didn't you jettison this guy a long time ago? I mean, really, it sounds like it's a All real right, problem. You have to listen to me. I understand how you feel, because now it's over. But I brought that up, and I said, what, instead of saying what you said about the war, that it wasn't a righteous war, why don't you ask me, how did my family feel? How did we go through it? I said I didn't bring it up. All right. I mean, you had an argument with your friend. I get it. But look, I'm going to stick up for your friend here for a moment. Believe it or not, I'm going to stick up for him because it's possible, just possible, that the guy's going about his business. He's got the news on in the background. And you know what the news in the background says, right? Cut 51. All All day long, you hear this. Cut 51. Jefferson Davis was a traitor to the United States of America, and so was Donald Trump. More than a few people in Trump's immediate orbit, and Trump himself richly and actually deserve the title of traitor. I just want to ask the Trump voters, I know you're out there, I know some of you watch me. <laughs> what is left for you? He's plainly a traitor. This is a strong you term see? I'm going to use. Now you, you, see, you see, Karen, that's going on 24-7 all the time. So that's one of the reasons why I hate the fake news. It affects friend, people like your friend there, maybe. I, I, I brought that up, and I brought about the hate being spewed. I brought it up. Um, I, now I have, I've already made a decision, but I'll, I'll think about it for 24 hours. And, um, and you know, tell my, my children and my father, I mean, <laughs> the whole bit. Uh, they, uh, I, I try not to, I try to keep my business my business. Hey, one other thing, one other thing, more. one other thing. Let me guess. Let me guess. I'm just going to I'm going to close. I've never met this guy, but something tells me he's not skinny. He's a bit overweight. Is he a bit overweight? No, his parents were communists. Is he not he overweight? He's not communist. overweight. No, not at all. No. no all right. He does he, all right. All right. Let me ask. Some... Is he um, there's got to be something really screwed up in his life, though. Right. Just think for a second. Is there something wrong with his uh, with his no, thing? He told us that his parents were communists. Hey, by the way, I'm overweight right now. I'm overweight. The thing about it is when people go out of their way to tell you you're doing something that's screwed up, they usually have, it's just an easier way to cope with whatever is going wrong in their own life. All right? And that's when you start pointing the finger. Yeah. All right. Well, look, what do you want me to do? I'm not going to get involved. I mean, it's up to you. No, I don't want you to get involved at all, but I just want to let you know and I know you know that people are still standing up for what's right. Uh, uh, um, and li- and I, I suggested to him to listen to all different aspects of the news and, and, and to also not. I know, I know. Look, he sounds everybody. hopeless. Maybe you can focus on the good part. Maybe not throw away the entire friendship. Good luck with this, Karen. I'm sorry. I guess, uh, you know, things life. That's that's life. You know, you lose friends, you gain friends. It happens all the time. Larry's in St. James. uh Hey, where the hell is St. James, by the way? I've heard about it a million times. It sounds like a very prestigious community, St. James, but it's, where it's is part it? part of the town of Smithtown, Greg. Mm, all right. Well, Out in Suffolk County, on yeah. the North Shore. All right. Beautiful community. What's up? Uh, I heard yesterday Bo Deedle mention that Trump should pass the baton, and he also referred to Trump as lying. And I just think that's the wrong message to be sending out at this time. When we haven't even gotten to the midterm elections. Well, I didn't know Bo said that. I would disagree with Bo just like you do.
Yeah, it's on his uh, podcast. Well, I mean, I'm not a big listener of Bo's podcast. I see oh, that. No, no, uh, I heard it on uh, Bernie's show this yesterday morning. Yeah, I know. Look, I, 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 I try to monitor as much talk radio as I can and correct everybody who disagrees with me, but this one slipped by. Larry, what think, else is on your mind? I think the real liar is in the White House now. Uh, yeah, he's addicted to it. Not even addicted to it. He, he It's just muscle memory. He's been doing yeah. it. It's incredible. I can't. The first time we met him in 1987, he got busted lying. Everything he said was a lie. It is amazing. And by the way, tonight on the Newsmax show, I'm going to explore how hypothetically this guy could be an agent of China. Uh, thanks, pal. Let's do uh, one more. We've got uh, you, Mike. He, he's also in St. James. Mike, what's uh, what's up with you? Hello, uh, Greg. The Supreme Court decision. Do you think that will result in a lot a lot of school teachers arming themselves in schools because they are dangerous places? Um, that's an interesting question. Uh, what I really think, first of all, I support the Supreme Court decision, six to three. Some of the the rule, the law, and the uh, the rules that resulted were ridiculous, Byzantine, um, uh, rife for corruption, all kinds of strange stuff. And the net result was outlaws had guns in New York State, have guns in New York State. Law-abiding people essentially can't get them, and that's wrong. Now, what I think is going to happen, they're going to come up with legislation like overnight. They probably already have it, and it's going to modify the same law. They're going to try to get around this somehow. Um, I don't know if the teachers, you know, we're on the eve of summer vacation. I have a feeling it's going to be the, the, some sort of law is going to be back into effect. And they, and the schools, they could pass their own regulations about this stuff, too. You know, there are a lot of things you may be entitled to in the Supreme Court that you can't do at work. You know? If they hang a sign outside of schools, teachers are licensed gun owners. Wouldn't that keep some of the uh, terrorists out? Uh, it probably would, actually. It most certainly would. It most certainly would. Isn't that interesting? All right, one more. Gordon. Gordon uh, in Long Beach. Hi. Hey, Greg. How are you? All right. So real real quick, um, and and maybe you can fact check this also, but so I have from a very reliable source that's uh, privy to the scheduling for there's a big rock concert this weekend at City Field. Um White Snake and, you know, 80s, like, hair bands. Yeah. going to be 80,000 people there with alcohol. And Mayor Adams is only allotting 13 total offices to the event, five of which are sharpshooters. So this, that means there's going to be eight foot patrol offices among 80,000 people. We're just, where are you getting this? Um, I have someone that's uh, very – who's in – they're in the department – and they have they're privy to the scheduling. I number one, I don't understand how you can get eighty thousand people in City Field. I guess well, you, they're going to have they're going to have field seating, so the stage is going to be set up in the outfield. No, I still then, I, is it eighty thousand people? I don't know. I've eight, never heard holds, of such a it thing. Holds 50, it holds fifty five, and then you got another whatever twenty thousand on the field, and then you have employees. Um, it doesn't hold 55, first of all. It, it holds much closer to 40, and um, the capacity is much smaller than the old. I, I, I don't know, man. That sounds wrong. I, I, I'll try to check it out, but 
you go to any game, they got more than 13 cops standing around. And if Eric Adams is now reaching in and saying, you <laughs> making those kinds of decisions, we got a big problem. I will check it out. Thanks, Gordon. And thank you. Give me a moment. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. American prestige is in the gutter. We have wars raging overseas. Prosperity is disappearing in America. We are in the midst of a recession. Most economists agree. What do you need? Two quarters in a row, negative growth. We are well on the way. And, uh, Young people have absolutely no interest in much of anything other than getting high and watching television. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it as far as I can tell. You know, for the first time ever, I'm guilty of this myself. I kind of – how do I put this? Have you met any 20-somethings lately? They really are something else. It's the first generation, and I know every generation is bitched and moaned about the one that came next, right? All right, so this is probably just, you know, uh, par for the course, but has there ever been a generation that takes such pride in their ignorance and in their crummy work ethic? Has there ever been that? Now, there are huge exceptions across the board, okay? Many, many, many exceptions. But by and large, there is a – and I think, quite frankly, part of it is the fault of uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, Congress. Why Dr. Fauci? Well, he was screaming up and down about making everybody stay home for two years, right? This sense of entitlement that so many people have. Now it's it's contagious, by the way. People of all ages, nobody wants to do anything. They just want that goddamn check. You, I, I'm, I'm me. I'm me. Therefore, reward me. You hear about the new push to uh, essentially illegalize the jewel. The jewel? So I bought the jewel. The jewel is that vape stick, which would seem to be a better alternative than actually smoking. Uh, big tobacco, mixed feeling. Anyway, they want to illegalize the jewel ban it, and now they're trying to make cigarettes, essentially. They're going to regulate the hell out of cigarettes. They've already been doing that. I don't like cigarettes. I don't want anybody to smoke. But it looks like what they're doing is engineering public health policy to get more people smoking dope, marijuana. And you know what? They've been so clever, so effective, these guys. Because even in conservative circles, you'll hear, well, well, uh, my wife uh, takes it for the medicinal purposes, or... My grandfather has glaucoma. I mean, that's a, they have co-opted a number of people who normally would know better. Now, have you ever smoked pot? I have a couple of times, maybe five times in my life. Each time was horrific. Each time. <laughs> Why did I try it five times? Well, I got, to, I let years go by in between episodes. Let me go through it. Once in college, once when I left the Marine Corps, uh, once a few years after that, 
and once a few years after that, which brings me to about five years ago, by the way. This is not ancient, ancient, ancient history. So they were like, you know, and each time somebody would say, oh, you just didn't smoke it right, or you had the wrong stuff, or you should have done it this way. Uh, it was always something that I did wrong. I think the drug is wrong. I think that's the problem. And now it's everywhere. And you know what it does? Everybody knows this, by the way. It stifles ambition. It stifles activity. Makes you want to sit on that couch, eat candy bars, giggle at things that aren't funny, and watch movies or today TV shows. And the government's going to figure out everything and write us checks. That sounds um, a lot like communism. That sounds, and oh, by the way, do you know our birth rates are going down? They continue to go down steadily, steadily. We need more people being born, not less. Got a lot of people who need Social Security. Fewer people paying into that Social Security. That's a huge problem. And, uh, oh, oh, by the way, what's being celebrated now more than anything? Well, right now, it's Pride Month. Did you hear? Of course. How could you avoid it? Pride Month. And the big dumb parade is Sunday. You know, this used to be, I used to be totally fine. Okay, yeah, whatever. You know, it's a little bit of color. Yeah, great. You know, and now it's being thrust upon everybody. You will submit. You will fly this gay pride flag. You will wear a gay pride patch. I mean, they made those baseball players for the Devil Rays. Remember that in, in Tampa? You will wear this. And some chose not to, and they've been vilified, potential cancellation. I don't have to embrace anything except, I guess, until lately. You know how they used to tell if people were loyal in uh, the, Russia if they were wearing the little hammer and sickle on their lapel? You don't have enough, you don't have your hammer and sickle. What's wrong with you? Where's your gay pride pin? What's wrong with you? What is wrong with me? What the hell is wrong with society? When did we? When did we? Lo- when did America lose its soul? When did America lose its soul? When did we? When did we give up on excellence, by the way? When's the last time you saw anybody? Anybody who's con- who's committed to excellence is usually considered a uh, a bit of a freak, you know? This has now become the go-along, get-along country. You know, don't make any waves, right? Because the HR department, they'll hammer your ass in a moment. And you know what HR is all about these days, being politically correct and woke, so you better not make any waves in any other area. If you want to not be woke, you just got to keep your head down. America was not made by men who kept their heads down or avoided conflict or were afraid of cancellation. No, no, sir. They are trying to we rewire brains right now, rewire our country into some perverted foreign place. And by perverted foreign place, I mean kids who are high, boys who want to be girls, and girls who want to be boys. That's perverted and weird. Now, in the point zero 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 two percent of the cases where gender dysphoria is real, it's diagnosed by all means, and whatever technology you need. However, why don't we wait until we're 18 before we really pull the trigger? I mean, they've got, they practically made it illegal in New Jersey, of all places. If you call a he a her and the he wants to be called a her, you're in trouble. 
you're in trouble. It's uh, it's not funny anymore. It's it's not even amusing anymore. This stuff used to amuse me. All right, the war on Christmas used to amuse me. Now why? Because I did not feel like my rights were infringed upon. I didn't. I knew I could celebrate. Now they are infringing upon my rights, my agenda. What is my agenda? To have a full life free of unnecessary obstruction. Free of unnecessary obstruction. I think that's reasonable. I think that's reasonable. Now, once again, a good sign, a good big step in the right direction. The Supreme Court, six to three. Uh, majority rules that the onerous New York State concealed carry law is unconstitutional in violation of the Second Amendment, which is pretty clear cut, pretty clear cut when it comes to gun ownership. But no, New York came with all kinds of bureaucratic rules, and you must present a clear need to some committee, and some officer is going to make the decision. No, um, uh, Thomas Jefferson and uh, John Adams and uh, the rest of that crew, they already made the decision. I'm sorry, Lieutenant uh, Katz, that's not up to you. So I think it's great. Now they're going to pass a law in about 10 seconds that will reinstitute all of these crazy rules. Uh, I think it's coming. But in the meantime, I'll take this victory. How about you, Lucy? Lucy, where are you? I'm upstate New York. What do you mean by upstate? Uh, Rockland County. Okay. What's up? Okay. Uh, About the court decision, I'm all for it. And I don't understand why people don't believe you can't equate criminals as weapons. They're going out, killing people, throwing them off train tracks and just bashing their heads in and et cetera, et cetera. So if some law-abiding citizen has a weapon, they can prevent someone killing someone else. That's my my feeling. You want to declare people weapons? Yeah. Well, so criminals, not, criminals, well, not people, criminals, yeah, criminals, criminals. Well, criminals if they're going out hurting people, not with a gun, maybe, but just killing them without yeah, a weapon. Maybe. Uh, no, I don't think that's constitutional. I don't think that's going to work, uh, but it's creative. Lucy, tell me about yourself. What's going on up there in Rockland County? Not much. Not much. What, I, what was going on in Rockland County? What'd you do? What, what, what do you, you know? Tell, tell I me listen you. to the radio all day. All right. Before, <laughs> uh, what, 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 forgive me, but how old are you? Eighty-two. And uh, before, I take it, you did you work at one point? Are you retired now? What'd you do? You know, what'd you do way back when? I worked for the town. The town of uh, what? Clarkson. And uh, what'd you do there? I was a secretary. <clears throat> Excuse me, my throat. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting to speak after I made my statement. I apologize for that. Do you have kids? Yes. Yes. And grandchildren and a great-grandchild. Overall, how do you feel about America these days? I love America, and I'm petrified that my children and grandchildren are going to be living in a world that is so unbelievable. It, it's terrible. I, I worry about them. And the worry and the fear is for all families that love America and their children. The, the, what's happening in the schools is disgusting. Absolutely. And I have daughters that are teachers. It's a, a terrible. It, it really is. It, the whole world has changed. It, and, and it keeps changing for the worse. Well, 
I don't think they're going to win. I share your fears, Lucy. I really do. Uh, I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they're going to win. I hope your daughters are strong and they stand up against this crap, and that's what it is. We know we're on the right side here. Hey, t- uh, do me a favor. He, t- Lucy, don't go far. What did Donald Trump say? How did he put it? This is beautiful. How can he lose on an agenda like this, the one we started the show with? Remember? Uh, he's for all these things, all these great things. Go for it. Together we're going to fight for a future that is pro-family, pro-faith, pro-freedom, pro-life, pro-police, pro-Second Amendment, pro-science, pro-woman, and 100% pro-American. Doesn't that sound great, Lucy? Don't you miss him? I pray for our country every single day, every single day. All right. You're the best, Lucy. Thank you so much. Best of the family. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, look, I'm excited by this. I love this. I'm a Second Amendment guy. And now more than ever before, as uh, law and order disintegrates all around us, Cops are under uh, siege. Um, I think law-abiding citizens, I look up the Constitution. According to that, <laughs> my analysis is if I want a gun, I should have one. Right now, all the crazy rules and laws that we have, especially in New York, well, until the Supreme Court overruled them, you know, I'm sorry, but <laughs> only outlaws are going to have guns under these procedures. Uh, if you want to carry a gun legally in new york there are all kinds of crazy hoops and hurdles you got to jump through and convince a bunch of strangers of your compelling need and i'm sorry it's in the constitution let me just read from the new york times here fake news but let's see uh supreme court and senate take rare divergent steps on gun safety signaling a shift that will reverberate nationwide the supreme court ruled six to three to limit the ability of state and local governments to restrict guns outside the home I think that's good news. Now, wait a second. There's also this. Hours later, the Senate advanced a bipartisan gun safety bill that responded to a spate of mass shootings. Now, the Senate, they just want to show that they can do something. All right. Let's bring in a no kidding, bona fide expert, Judge Richard Weinberg. Judge, welcome back. Uh, you're here all the time. It's great to have you on my show, though. Well, it's an honor and a privilege to be with you, Greg. Thanks for having me. Judge, what do you think of the uh, decision? I think uh, it's, un- it's not unexpected. It's the right decision. The Second Amendment uh, is not a secondary right. Uh, Justice uh, Thomas in the decision, the majority decision, made it clear that it's not a two-tier analysis. The Second Amendment says that. However, before people uh, run off and get crazy and think that uh, it's going to be the Wild West, understand they still made it clear. And if you look at Thomas's decision and the two concurring decisions of uh, Lodo and, uh, and Kavanaugh, you can still have reasonable regulations and restrictions. What failed in the, this case, in the New York case, was you had to go in, you had to show a compelling need why you personally had a necessity to take the gun outside of your, out of your home. It wasn't enough that you had a generalized fear of crime. It had to be something special about you that you had. A, for example, you're in a business, at a, a cash business. Mm. And, that's, and that's what it's about. When they go back, and now where we stand now is Supreme Court has sent this back to the lower federal courts for further action commensurate with the uh, the decision. The court will likely put a stay in the uh, the effective date because Hochul, as our, our governor, has announced she's 
and establish a, a special session of legislation to deal with this. So the likelihood is a, a federal judge will keep it in play for a very short time. The legislature will come back and they'll try to rewrite the law. All right. Uh, oh, okay. They're going to rewrite the law. Let me just go back to that thing you said. Okay. They are still, you can still have, according to Justice Thomas and Kavanaugh, reasonable regulations. Exactly. But, but isn't one of the, isn't it, a, it would be reasonable of me in this environment to have a generalized fear of crime and to believe that I need a weapon to protect myself, especially when we see such a, a scarcity of police officers, especially in the subway, now more than ever before. You know, we know that police have been inhibited by political leadership to do anything. Will that be sufficient? Will that be a sufficient reason? I think I think you've hit it right on the head. If you have this generalized fear of crime now, you no longer have to show a particular need because of your individual particular circumstances. So I think your point is, is very well taken. I think it's the right interpretation of the decision. When I say reasonable restrictions, I mean, for example, that you can have a waiting period before getting it from the application, a background check, a history of, uh, of criminal activity or domestic violence or mental illness. Those are reasonable restrictions that could limit a person's right to, to get a license. All right. Because would you your, – your experience, Judge, would you say my takeaway is that the laws that we have generally have made it so that criminals can easily have guns and law-abiding citizens can't? I think the problem is, and the statistics uh, verify this nationwide, that only in a handful of cases when crime occurs with a gun – was that gun a legal gun? It's always the illegal guns that are causing 95%, I think, the statistic. 95%. So my takeaway that all of these rules, all of these regulations, generally speaking, keep the guns out of the hands of law-abiding people and in the hands of criminals. I think that's a fair reading. And I'll tell you, as a, forget about being a lawyer or as a, or as a Supreme Court justice. My view is if I'm in a crowded theater and somebody's starting to shoot, I want a good guy with a gun to fire back and take out the bad guy. And every common sense American realizes that's an important uh, right to have. The right to self-defense is a, is a basic fundamental right. And Justice Thomas, in his opinion, has recognized that as well as uh, the people who joined him in the opinion. And Kavanaugh and uh, Alodo went out of their way to point out that they weren't blowing out this Entirely, they're just saying you can have reasonable restrictions. But it's not a reasonable restriction under the majority opinion to say that you, Greg Kelly, or I, Richard Weinberg, have to show personally why we need a gun as yeah. opposed to generalized fear. Judge, what is the most you've ever sentenced somebody to prison? Uh, seven to ten years. Seven to ten years. Mm-hmm. What'd they do wrong? Drug trafficking, cartel activities. Uh, also, as a judge, I used to routinely get these uh, requests from the uh, parole board, my opinion about shortening the sentence to let somebody out and then deport them. And the position I took on the 15 years I was on the bench, I always said, I'll be happy to let them uh, go back and be deported. But after they do every day of the time, I sentence them. I so. like it. I like it. Now, I'm a little surprised. Seven to ten years. I mean, that's serious time, but it's not exactly life. I mean, no, uh, I, and and. Under uh, state law, you get a, a good time, so it's not even a real seven to ten. It's uh, it's two thirds of that time. Would you say were you a soft touch when it came to sentencing? And it's okay. I mean, I'm just. I mean, well, well. <laughs> am I a soft touch? No, I, 
I, I'm not a soft touch now. I wasn't then, and I never will be. And all the judges I'm friendly with, uh, I just had dinner with a, a whole cluster of my former colleagues a couple of weeks ago. None of us were soft touches. We understood our fundamental obligation was to keep the public safe. Now, what, that's about, what we did. Now, you know, I know there are all these people that are reimagining the criminal justice system, and uh, they say systemic racism, this, and mass incarceration. That's something that bothers me. Mass incarceration. There actually is no such thing, is there? Mass incarceration, to me, suggests that, you know, you round up a bunch of people and throw them in jail at the same time. That is a myth. We have due process. Everybody gets their day in court. Am I? And I, I don't think I'm, you know, naive or over simplifying things. Am I? I hate to keep agreeing with you, but huh. you're absolutely right, Greg. There's a, there's a there's a mythology there that somehow defendants who are convicted and doing their time, they're they're victims. Actually, the victims are the ones, the innocent victims, every day who go out in the streets and who are raped, mugged, armed robberies. Uh, grand larceny, organized cartel activities, gang gang violence. Those are the people who are the criminals. And if they're convicted after the due process, and after a fair trial, and after all the, the hearings and all the appeals, if they're, they're in jail, they're in jail for a reason. And you shouldn't be letting people out who are a threat to, to public safety. Let me make this very, very clear. New York is the only state in the United States that does not give judges doing arraignments the right to hold somebody in based on dangerousness. The Dangerous, only one. yeah. The only one. The federal system yeah. allows you to do it in all the other states as well. We need that back. Judge Weinberg, so appreciated, sir. Great stuff. To be continued, let's do this again. We'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, wasn't that judge great? Judge Richard Weinberg kind of spelling it all out for us. Um, and now I like what he said there. Uh, reasonable, reasonable uh, regulations going forward could mean something like, uh, you know, waiting period or uh, that kind of thing. And I'm all right with that background check. But they're not going to. If I have a fear, a generalized fear of crime, which I do, by the way, I can get a gun. And... Uh, as he said, <laughs> basically criminals, the laws are such that criminals, it sounds like a cliche, but criminals have the guns and law-abiding people do not. God bless the Supreme Court, especially, uh, let's see if I know them all. Well, Justice Roberts, you know, we have beef with you, but you were on this opinion. So was Clarence Thomas. So was Neil Gorsuch. So was uh, Samuel Alito. So was uh, Kavanaugh, and so was Amy Coney Barrett. That's six. Now, who are the three uh, objectors? Let's see. We've got Stephen Breyer, who will be leaving the Supreme Court soon. He talks like that. Uh, Elena Kagan and Justice Sotomayor, native of the Bronx, um, six to three. We rule. You know, that drives them crazy. You know what this actually will possibly do? Move them closer to packing the Supreme Court. It drives them crazy that, uh, well, who's had the, really, Trump has appointed more justices. How many did he appoint? Three? There are some presidents who don't get to appoint any. Zero. Hey, speaking of Trump, if you want to get to know him, I mean, let's face it, you're probably not going to meet him, but you never know. Uh, I've met him a couple of times, and I tell you, his his whole personality and worldview 
is very much alive in his first book, The Art of the Deal. It's all in there, and it's brutally honest. He doesn't pretend he's something that he's not, and he brags in a way, but he also admits that he's he was always looking for bargains. He wanted bargains. He didn't want to buy something extra expensive, and he also said, I needed the financing. I was, you know, he's going around essentially begging banks. He had to beg, borrow, and <laughs> not quite steal to get that Trump Tower erected at 57th and 5th, and somebody who can pull that off. You know, it, it a building, what has Joe Biden ever done? He's done favors, he's asked for favors, he's asked for money. Favors and money, that's it. And that big, dopey smile. And speaking of big, dopey smiles, we got Eric Adams. Wow. No brain, big smile, uh, and he's good for a party. He's down for a party, isn't he? Connie is in New Jersey. Hi, Connie. Hi, Greg. This is uh, Connie, and uh, I'm so happy to talk to you. Um, and I agree with you with the judge. Um, I just loved uh, hearing that because sometimes we wonder. Um, I wanted to talk. What do you to mean you. we wonder? What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Well, we wonder about uh, with all the things that uh, go on in the um, uh, the courts that. Um, it seems like they're so unfair and they're so for the criminals at times. That's yeah. very frustrating. Okay. And um, and I'm sure it's, uh, the judges just have so much to go on when they're um, given a lot of rules and regulations that they... they yeah, skip all that. What do you want to say? Uh, well, I wanted to change this. I didn't want to change the subject because I love this subject. Um but uh, January the 6th, I am crazy about. Uh, it just drives me crazy thinking about it because I wait to hear somebody uh, say what they saw when this was going on. And it's never what I saw. So I know there's extra videos out there. Do you know when they're going to be putting out these extra videos? Uh, they put them out every now and then. They put out a few that I haven't seen before. Very few during these January 6th hearings. You know, they got thousands upon thousands of hours that they won't let us see, probably because it's exculpatory, probably because it shows cops, you know, facilitating even worse than the videos we've already seen where the cops are waving people in, standing back, taking pictures with these uh, uh, protesters. It's all that. I think we've seen the the most severe, uh, the most uh, allegedly incriminating video. We've already seen it. I don't think there's anything else. And if there is, there's no way that they should not have released it by now, you know? So they're definitely playing a game. Anyway, that's what I think. You? I'm sorry. Uh, I expected them to release um, uh, a video that I saw. There was 13 people lined up, and they must have had the signs made earlier. You just can't make up signs. And um, it was the signs were individual in front of them. Uh, from he- from neck to toe, uh, and it spelled out Trump is guilty. So they wanted them to think that this was all Trump's fault. Right uh, from the beginning. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've, been, uh, I've not seen that stuff, Connie. I have not seen the Trump is guilty sign. I mean, I've seen yes, it. You know. they, were, they were lining up. And they had just called the guards out, and uh, they were lining up, and the video panned toward the 
White House, and on the side, these guys just kind of turned so the video could be read. Uh, well, I mean, what, what's the difference? What, what's the difference? I mean, you can have that sign if you want to. No, what I'm saying is they. this is was planned. Uh, you know, it wasn't Trump's people. Trump's uh, people wouldn't put that out. No, all right. And, all right. Thank, one, what? One more thing. Can I say one more yeah. thing? Yeah. Um, about four days, five days later, uh, Antifa, in full uniform, uh, were walking through the streets of New York like uh, conquering heroes. And they had these uh, greenish uh, uniforms on, and they had on their pocket, in red, Antifa. And then underneath the, uh, that, they had 666. Well, these are scumbags, as awesome. you know. These are total scumbags. Yeah. These are and bad the people. They were let, yeah, the fact that they were let uh, march through the, um, the streets is just uh, unbelievable. All right. We will. Uh, no, it was uh, Antifa is a it's interesting. It's interesting what Antifa has gotten away with and uh, the hassle that they put me through just when I raise a concern, a little bit of concern about the fairness of the 2020 election. Thank you, Connie, very, very much. Uh, hey, people are giving Dr. Oz a hard time about taking Trump off of his homepage. Would you people lighten up and relax? All right. Now, there are folks, believe it or not, who aren't like us. OK, they're out there. Uh, half of America, unfortunately. All right. They hate Trump. They see him and they get mad. They do. It's true. I don't be- I don't understand why entirely, but that's the way they are. Dr. Roz is running for United States Senate in Pennsylvania. He's doing so as a Republican. He won that primary in no small measure thanks to Donald Trump's endorsement. All right. Donald Trump's endorsement brought him to this point. It's probably not going to get him over the finish line. Dr. Roz has got to do this himself. If you mention Donald Trump every time you turn around in a swing state like Pennsylvania, it could it could be used as an issue against you. I don't know. I mean, look, Richard Nixon said this. When you're running for a nomination, you run to the left or you run to the right. You run to the not the extreme, but, you know, the, the most active part of the party. And then for the general election, you got to go into the center. I think Trump's uh, policies are not right wing. They're not uh, they're not ultra conservative. They're just ultra American and they work. But the presence of Trump for some people bothers them. And I think Donald, I think uh, Mehmet Oz is going to be great on the issues. He's not going to let us down. Just don't wet your pants if Dr. Oz it does not have uh, Trump with him. You know, I change my Twitter page all the time. What do I have up there right now? For some reason, I have Dean Wormer from Animal House. I forgot what I was thinking when I put that up, but I change it all the time. Another time I had uh, me dressed as the uh, uh, in a Pepsi costume. It just doesn't matter. You are always changing that. And for maybe for giggles, I'll put up me and Trump. I got a couple of pictures like that. It doesn't matter. He's going to be great. And you know what? I see that Kathy Barnett that everybody fell in love with, uh, the ultra MAGA crowd. Now, there are two things going on here. One thing that really makes me feel good about Kathy Barnett and what happened, because you know how many people unfairly tag MAGA as racist. And we're not. We love ideas and we love people. We don't care what they look like, but we love the ideas. It's about ideas, not skin color. And Kathy Barnett, 
espoused ideas that a lot of folks agreed with. Hell, I agreed with a lot of her ideas and ideals, but I didn't trust her. She just was not a sufficient, uh, she wasn't sufficiently vetted. And anyone who's going around bragging about being accepted at a military school, but not attending that school, yet I graduated from that school and it was the first thing I ever did in the military, I'm sorry, I was, I was suspicious. Not only was I not impressed, I was suspicious. All right, but I do like the fact that Kathy Barnett was embraced by ultra, ultra MAGA. It shows you that race is not the equation, not part of the equation. We don't care about that stuff. But I'll say this, uh, Kathy, I told you she was a grifter. What did she do? She did not endorse Oz. You know, it's the decent thing to do when you're running in a competitive primary. They almost always ask you, you know, will you vow to support the nominee? And she would not take that pledge, and she's not endorsed Oz. She hasn't done it. It was really nice the other night. You know, it was bad for Lee Zeldin. Astorino, Harry Wilson... And Andrew Giuliani all pledged to support whoever the nominee is. If it's not them, they all want it to be them. Uh, I think that's uh, that says a lot. That says a lot. I think she's out to make a buck for herself. Do we have anybody in Pennsylvania right now? Eh, Glenn, you're pretty close. Hi, Glenn. What's going on? It's not Glenn from Pennsylvania. Now, Glenn, I'm not talking to you, Glenn. I'm going to put you back on hold. I'm talking about Glenn from Edison. Uh-oh, what the hell are you doing? Glenn? What are you doing? I'm carving a sign on my CNC machine. Well, stop doing that for a moment, whatever that is. Uh, let me go to the other room. What is he doing? I was saying, the, uh, I just looked it up. The IRS uh, bought $750,000 worth of 9 millimeter ammo. And uh, the government just threatened Winchester if they don't stop uh, selling 556 and 223 to the public, that they'll uh, evoke their uh, military contract. How do you know all this stuff? I research it. I know, but how do you know what bullets the IRS is buying? First of all, why would the IRS buy bullets? That's a big question. But how do you know that? I looked it up on the internet. I know, but where did you get that information? Where? Why would you even the think gateway to? Gateway pundit. And, well, uh, I love the gateway Rumble. pundit, but I mean, all right. Beyond that, do you know you didn't you did not figure this out yourself. You got it from the uh, the gateway pundit. They reported it. I'm not. Yes. I'm not. And, oh, uh, all right. I uh, I'm not disputing. Nicaragua invited Russia to do military training in their in their country. Well. Some things you should look up. I mean, I'm not going to. We we got to win because of the Supreme Court. Yeah. In New York. Meanwhile, you're you're, you're chipping away at our Second Amendment. I am? No, they are. Yeah, I get you. Look, look, I'm not going to. I've got enough to worry about. I can't. I mean, the bullets that the IRS, you say, are buying, and you got that from the Gateway Pundit. Hey, back to the, the project in your house. What did you say you were doing? I have a CNC machine. I'm making a Second Amendment plaque. What is a CNC machine? It it works off your uh, computer, and it goes to the router, and it carves it out, whatever you want it to say. Or, Oh, my God. Well, that's... <laughs> it says, uh, forget the sheep. It's time to wake up the lions. All right. All right. Well, uh, it seems a little extreme. Kind of, yeah. I'm a little bit... Yeah, but uh... they sell. 
Uh, oh, you sell them. You sell them. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, well, uh, bottom line, why would the IRS, in your opinion, be buying these bullets? I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't make any sense. That's why I'm a little skeptical a little bit. I, I, I know. Look, all kinds of things are on the Internet that say all kinds of stuff. I think it was on TV yesterday. Oh my God! It was on the TV. Well, say no more. Fox News. I, I, I just I don't. I, so I, there you go. Stuff. It's on television. I, I just don't want to. I want to look. You know what I want? Documents. I want documents. I want documents from the actual IRS. I want to see these bullets. Now, I will say this. I mean, what do you call it? The IRS. They do have security guards, right? They probably have armed security guards. Hell, they probably need armed security guards. So. I guess they would buy bullets from time to time. I mean, it is kind of weird, though, when you think about it. Thanks, Glenn. And thank you. I'll be right back. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I tell you what, these uh, Supreme Court decisions, I mean... After you read, this one's 100 pages long. After you read for a half page, you are thoroughly lost. It's like they're speaking an entirely different language. Uh, that's uh, that's the way it works. I've noticed that before. You can kind of hang on, but it takes a hell of a lot of concentration. And uh, here, here's, here's, here's uh, let's see here. Some briefs were filed by members of groups whose members feel they were they have special reasons to fear attacks. See brief for Asian Pacific American Gun Owners Association as amicus curiae. Brief for DC Project et al. Brief for, okay. I reiterate, all that we decide in this case is that the Second Amendment protects the right of law-abiding people to carry a gun outside the home for self-defense. And that the Sullivan Law, which makes that virtually impossible for most New Yorkers, is unconstitutional. Well, finally, I found the blurb that I actually understand. All right, this is from Justice Alito. Thank you, Judge, for putting it in such clear-cut terms. I reiterate, all that we decide in this case is that the Second Amendment protects the right of law-abiding people to carry a gun outside the home for self-defense, and that the Sullivan Law, which makes that virtually impossible for most New Yorkers, is unconstitutional. Fabulous! Let's see here. Okay, now we get back to the... (laughs) Then it gets murky again. This brings me to part 2B of the dissent, post at 11-12, which chastises the court for deciding this case without a trial and factual findings about just how hard it is for a law-abiding New Yorker to get a carry permit. The record before us, however, tells us everything we need on this score. At argument, New York's Solicitor General was asked about an ordinary person who works at night and must walk through dark and crime-infested streets to get home. The Solicitor General was asked whether such a person would be issued a carry permit if she pleaded, There have been a lot of muggings in this area, and I am scared to death. The Solicitor General's candid answer was, in general, no. To get a permit, the applicant would have to show more. For example, that she... Uh, where's page seven? Where the hell's page seven? 
I feel like Judge Pirro. Remember that? What happened at page seven? Oh, I was kind of, I don't mean that. Judge is a great, uh, she's great. All right. Well, anyway, I lost page seven. Damn it. It was just getting good. But we understand where they're coming from. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Justice Alito, Justice um, uh, Roberts, Justice Gorsuch, Justice Kavanaugh, and Justice Amy Coney Barrett. A 6-3 decision. Finally, and I'm looking out on the streets, no rioting, no rioting. They tell us there's going to be a hell of a lot of rioting when it comes to uh, the Roe v. Wade decision. I'm not so sure about that. And you got to look at that ruling as well, because some of the language, even for you uh, pro-abortion fanatics out there, they just say, we're going to put the issue where it belongs, with the people and their representatives, their duly represented, re- elected representatives i.e. the states. The states will have to figure it out. I can live with that. Can't you, Barbara, in Huntington, again? Hi there. Hi, yes. I can live with that. That's how it should be with that decision. But you can be guaranteed that there will be those on the other side that will want to ramp up violence just because that's what they do. But anyway, the, the reason I called today, I heard you ask, earlier in the show, how did we get where we are today? But then a few minutes later, you answered it yourself when you said you didn't really be, you didn't feel much concern that you might not be allowed to celebrate Christmas just because they didn't want stores to wish people Merry Christmas, etc. That's the problem. I spent my whole life, and many of us did, saying, oh, these people are saying things that are against my liberties. They're not really serious, and that will never happen. Wrong. All right. I well, that. I don't know. if I mean, look, I was busy doing other things. I was busy leading my life. And I do think some of that was overblown at the time. I do. And I don't, you know, because, Barbara, I love you, but you seem to be blaming me and my apathy for where we got to where we are today. I wasn't apathetic. I was doing other things. All right. I was right. I was in the Marine Corps. I was establishing myself as a reporter, covering the news, not uh, giving my opinion. So uh, and some of that stuff, the war on Christmas. Yeah, it struck me as a little bit over the top. And then, you know, what do they say? It, 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 it was happening gradually, then all at once. So anyway. All right. Greg, well, keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm admitting my own error. I'm 75 years old and I watched this happen from the time the hippies uh, came onto my campus at Ohio State. And I said, oh, they'll outgrow it. They'll go away. No, they didn't. They took over the universities. They're now the presidents of the universities. But I am not criticizing you in every way, in any way. Yesterday, when I heard you talk about landing airplanes on aircraft carriers, I wanted to cry because my father was a flight instructor in World War II, and he had to teach short field takeoffs and landings. And he said those were so dangerous. He was teaching them to an ace pilot one day, a man who had so many hits or kills, whatever you call it, that he got sent home to the United States and was waiting to leave the service. And he had to go up with my father so my father could teach him these short field landings and takeoffs. After one go-round, that ace pilot said to my father, I'm getting out of this plane right now. He said, I didn't go through what I went through fighting the enemy to come home and be killed doing this. (laughs) I can imagine. 
I can imagine the skill that took, and I admire you so much for everything you do for our country. And I'm not criticizing you. I'm raising a point for, like, the lady who called in earlier who is 80 years old to tell her there is something you can do. Every time you see an erosion or an attack on your liberty, you have a sphere of influence. Speak out. Learn the facts and speak out. I love it, Barbara. I love it. And I'm sorry I'm so sensitive today. Uh, You're right, Barbara. Great stuff. Great story, by the way. Hey, I got to do one more because he's been on hold for a million years. Matt, and then I got to go across the street. Matt, hi, in Queens. Yeah, hi. uh, How you doing? I have a few minutes. Just want to let you know I support you. As someone from the Caribbean, I am shocked at the uh, statements black leaders are making when black folks are being killed. Um, I support the uh, the Supreme Court's decision because it is the right of every man from every background to protect his family and his community. Great decision. Um, Greg, if you got time, look up this. Uh, someone I heard on Jason Whitlock, BGM, Black Guns Matter. Black Guns Matter. I have heard of it. I will look it up again. Great people. Great people there indeed. Matt, thank you. I'll see you tonight on Newsmax at 10.